Hello and welcome. My name is Kyle Nielsen, and this is How You Level Up, a podcast where I ask questions to help you become your best self. Today we ask, what is unity? To start, it is the seventh principle of persuasion, which Dr. Robert Cialdini only added to the previous six in recent years. The seventh principle adds another layer of depth to our understanding of persuasion. The unity principle is all about shared identity. It is different from the principle of liking in that the liking principle is about a shared attribute, whereas unity is about a shared identity. Some have argued online that this is only a matter of degrees away, and that's the point of the distinction. Unity is stronger than liking and is necessary to acknowledge. Your identity is a powerful thing. For example, your family identity is likely stronger than your sports team affiliation, meaning you would choose to end a fight with a family member if you were fighting over sports. On the flip side, if your political affiliation is stronger than your family identity, meaning you would fight with your family over politics and refuse to back down. Likely, then, your political identity is stronger than your familial identity. The point here is that an identity will override an affiliation. Unity overrides the liking principle. We are more likely to be influenced by someone we perceive as part of our group. This could be a group defined by family ties, geographic location, shared interests, or even shared experiences. We have an inherent tendency to trust and cooperate with those we feel are similar to us or are a part of our quote-unquote tribe. An excellent example of the unity principle in action is when politicians emphasize their humble beginnings or a shared experience with their constituents. They're invoking a sense of unity by saying, I'm one of you. They aim to connect on a deeper, more personal level that inspires trust and loyalty, which can significantly influence voting behavior. Or with alumni networks in universities and colleges. These networks effectively leverage the unity principle. They recognize that past students share a common identity, the experience of studying at that institution. This shared identity is a powerful tool for fundraising and for building stronger relations like networking. Sports teams are another perfect example of unity when looking at the language, especially around large events. We are, of course, referring to when a Patriots fan says, we're going to win the Super Bowl. Or with the Heat playing in the playoffs, fans will refer to this as, we're in the playoffs. The sense of unity among fans of a particular team can be extraordinary, and they use familial language. The common identity shared between fans can lead to an incredible loyalty and commitment. It regularly influences buying behavior for merchandise and encourages engagement on social media. The most common familial language to notice is when a team loses a big game. Fans will refer to this by saying, 
They didn't do so well this time. They'll need to train a bit harder, and next year they can have a shot. Whereas if the team wins, fans will say, Of course we won. We were trying so hard in the playoffs. Even though they weren't physically participating in the game at all. Similarly, companies often leverage the unity principle to strengthen brand loyalty. Apple, for example, has successfully cultivated a strong sense of unity among its users. Like when Apple phones text between each other, the color of the text is blue. Whereas an Apple phone that texts another phone company, the texts are green. Apple is creating a shared identity that goes beyond simply liking the brand with whatever features are in it. When we discussed negotiations, unity is tied to the collaboration strategy in that the use of language around co-creating and togetherness will prompt the unity principle. The key to unity is authenticity because forced or artificial attempts at creating unity often backfire and will lead to distrust. Much like the basic needs that are useful when it comes to negotiation, unity is tied to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, specifically the psychological need to belong. By tapping into the unity principle, you often fulfill an inherent need. And if this need was not met, your authentic application of the unity principle will develop strong bonds in that said relationship. So, how can you know if the unity principle is being used on you? What do you think are the signs to look for, the language to listen for, the actions which say, we are of one tribe? Can you think of any recent examples of someone or something trying to tap into this principle? What did you feel? And what did you do as a result? Thank you for listening to another episode. If you're enjoying the show, open up the app you're listening to this on and hit the like or subscribe button and give a five-star rating. At least twice a week, you'll find a new episode asking you a new question so you can strengthen your emotional independence, improve your communication skills, and upgrade your personal philosophy. So if there's a question you'd like me to dive into next, send it to any of these social media accounts connected in the show notes here. This is all about how you level up.